Righto, g'day ladies and gents, welcome back to Life of Mine, the go-to mining podcast, Matty Michael here. Now, first off the bat, the Tagged Off t-shirt fundraiser, please get involved. Now, if you don't know what Tagged Off is, it is a mining memorial website that we've set up to commemorate all the past mining folk, not, not just mining fatalities, anyone that's just passed away, don't want these people to get forgotten. Aim of the fundraiser, sell a few shirts, get the logo out there, raise awareness so we can get this website populated. It's going to be a great thing. So, the tagged off fundraiser, go to lifeofmindpodcast.com forward slash shop and click on the tagged off t-shirt or you can buy a tagged off sticker and t-shirt combo, 55 bucks. All profits proceeds are donated to the Miners Promise Charity, which helps families affected by a mining tragedy great cause get behind it everyone more i can bloody print the more i can donate so please get behind it and this bloke said he's going to buy probably 10 or 20 off me he reckons oh, i don't know if he yeah he is he has no choice because i had him on as a guest and this guest is maddie nixon now if you're an engineer with aspirations to go down the corporate path all the way from the ground up in the engineering uh this is the episode and the man you want to listen to he's done it all contract engineer more client engineer even done a bit of open pit time uh he's now the chief operating officer of Ormanex stock code onx oscar november x-ray well in this case oscar nixon x-ray uh taking the big leap he's in the corporate world now and we go through the whole journey he's been on through his mining engineering career to now being the chief operating officer of a publicly listed company on the asx now that sounds bloody flash well done maddie great yarn great yarn about his journey and look as we said he's only about a third of the way into, into his career plenty of exciting times ahead for both maddie nixon and almanex so without further ado let's get into it What's the bloody um? What, I, I forgot to actually look at your fucking. What's the title now? The link, the, the official Matt um, Nixon title, Chief Operating Officer of Women. Chief, the Chief. What was it? I remember when I first called Jumbo in the portal. It's a fucking momentous occasion. Was that once you got the big chief in front of the name? Was it a bit of a? Whoa, this it's, is pretty uh, cool. A bit of a bit of an achievement. It was, mate. It's um something I've had on my radar probably since late twenties. Um, so it was you know a bloody great milestone to hit, I suppose. Um, in, in a shorter time frame than I probably had planned, which is also excellent. Um, but timing's good. Um, but probably what hit home the most, mate, was um I guess the excitement of. Uh, my nine-year-old daughter over that that title more than mine. So oh, she, oh, she was. 100%, uh, oh, yeah, so yeah. she understood the uh, status. Quite happy with it, Maddie. So, um, <laughs> yep, I've uh, her eyes lit up. So that, that made it for me, mate. I suppose. Uh, hence, this is, explains why we've got the the downfall is, but this is why we've got waters and coffees in front of us. Well, once you get that chief title, you can't get on the tins at ten thirty a.m. We're on camera anyway and get it released to the I public. Used to do that, mate. You're <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, I don't know. That's a tube, so. We definitely can't now. This is true, mate. No, no, not at all. But I've noticed uh, you go to that next level and you've got top shelf stuff in your office now. So, it, 
very, for, the, for the good times. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. So, yeah. haven't opened any yet. But Have you got the, like, go. like the, um, what is it, the Boston Legal bloody rare scotch and the cigars for- Not quite, the, mate. Ormanex <laughs> is on that initial part of the journey. Oh. So, when I can uh, <laughs> justify that, then that's first thing I on the shelf. I could see you, Roscoe and Folds, you're just parking up at the, uh, like the, the, Orm, the, the top of the, on the roof with a bloody rare scotch and a cigar at the end of the day. Success. I like that just image, mate. That would be go. good. Um, they're very, they're also That'll very be better busy than the gentlemen. Chief. But um, no, I think they'll be up for that. So. We could well, we, we could talk about Ornex. We could do like a Pulp Fiction style um, <laughs> chronological way of talking about this We this can do episode. that, mate, for oh, sure. Could, that'd keep everyone interested. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> well, start where you like. Oh, jeez. Jeez. Oh, Some of it involves you, remember, Maddie? So. Mm, mm. <laughs> Some of these. Yes. We should have put our Blues jerseys on. We should have, mate. Yeah. I've got it ready to go. Origin next Origin, year. Yes, yep. over here. Very excited mm -hmm. about that. Yes. What made? What gave you the move over here? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I look back and just like, how did I end up in WA? But For sure. I just did. But where, what, were you doing VAC work over here when you were at UNSW? Great. Right. It's mine engineering school in Australia, Agreed, of course. Agreed, mate. Agreed, of course. Um <laughs> Well, well, uh, well acknowledged in this particular state that we're in now. Um, no, Maddie, my story, uh, I was always Perth-based um, initially. Oh. So, I was a WA boy um, through and through. Um, old man was in the Air Force, so moved around a lot. Um, but, yeah, WA was the base. And um, it was probably as simple, mate, as um, Kalgoorlie, as great as it is. Um, you know, when the unis decided to all get together and Sydney became an option, I thought, oh, I've got some mates over there and, and yeah, that's right. where I'll do the last two years. So, so you weren't living there? Um, no, so did two years at Wasm, and then um, went uh, did some back work actually at uh, Cliffs, um, you know the underground component of Mount Key. Yep, and um, went for three months and stayed for two years and uh, nailed all that and really enjoyed that. Um, great job, great crew. Um, Managed to work my way onto a jumbo, um, not frontline like yourself, mate. But um, oh, no, not, definitely not frontline. <laughs> they, uh, they let me loose on a, a quasar. It was in the order all drives. So. Um, no, and that was me set, mate. But um, no, project manager at the time um, did the right thing and the great thing and, and said, you need to go back to uni and finish off in uh, Kalgoorlie or, or Sydney and off went to Sydney. So Oh, so when you said Wasm, you were at the Perth component Correct, of it. Correct, mate. Yeah, yes. Right. yes. Oh, yeah. there you go. I've never heard of anyone doing that way. No, correct, mate. Plenty. Oh, no, sorry. We actually had- um. There was two blokes in our year that were from the Zimbabwean guys. They, yeah, sure. They were from Perth and they moved over and did it at UNSW for some bloody reason. I don't know. I suppose I don't know. in your early 20s at uni, you're like, you're probably not looking at too much into the future. You're looking like, right, what's the best nightlife? Sydney's a bloody good bit better nightlife so than Kalgoorlie. I went straight to the Shire, mate, as well. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, good few years there. Um but uh, yeah, and I was working uh, out of Sydney in Queensland and uh, and Broken Hill once yeah. I finished, and then um, made my way back to Perth, mate, in 2011. Oh, so, so you got you got all the underground shit out of your system early. I did, mate. I yeah. did. Um, put me in really good stead, actually, um, uh, for that back half of uni for sure. In terms of context, as you know, um, and you know, the day I finished uni, mate, I was ready to go. There was no grad program. I'd, I'd already done it basically. So, so but straight into it. Were you? So you obviously went through the phase that every bloody engineer went through. I, I, I went through it later on and didn't get out of it. Like you're like, oh geez, watch stay on the jumbo. This is good fun. That was literally my convo, mate. No, exactly, <laughs> and and that's why I said the the project manager, yeah, you know, at the time had my best interests and. One said, you're not that good, so don't worry about it. <laughs> but two- Oh, we're all still getting that. Two, um, he said, you know, you, you, the pathway is, is finishing your degree and, and leaving all doors opened. And um, no, I'm bloody gratefully did that. And uh, the rest is history. 
But yes, mate. No, I had that exact. <laughs> I said, oh, you've literally just put me on it. This is me set. I'm done. Mm. So, um, but no, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yes. There you go. So, you said, oh, you said so late 20s was this bloody uh, aspiration of the big chief sort of corporate role. No, that's a good question. Navigating yeah, through the early 20s. What were your- for yeah, sure. How's it all changed? So, I guess, um, you know, um, coming straight out of uni, you know, I'd worked for a contract miner, you know, for a few years by then, um, you know, semester breaks and everything. I um, I put my hand up to spray um, when I was 21 because no one else wanted to do it. So, I thought I I'd still have a crack. Don't. Correct. So, <laughs> but good for me because it means they're always chasing me. Um, it gave me an opportunity, I guess, to, um, yeah, you know, do a few months stint. Um, did one at Cannington and um, either spraying and service crew and, sort out enough cash to get through another uh, semester in Cronulla. <laughs> so, um, but um, yeah, from there, you know, finished uni and um, stuck with that contract mining, you know, on the project engineer side of things. Um, and it was, you know, with EROC who became Redpath um, and worked uh, at a um, project in Queensland and, and Broken Hill, as I said, um, and probably got to the point, mate, where, um, you know, Pathway was great and I was really enjoying it. And, um, you know, to be honest, down down the hole is where I'm happiest. Um, so I was really enjoying that that side of things, but um, also was mindful of uh, you know that technical skill set that I wanted to have um, and felt was bloody critical. Um, obviously, doesn't come in the same way with a, a contract miner. So two totally different. It's like bloody correct soccer and cricket, isn't it? <laughs> when you like, true, in mate. terms of engineering, hundred percent. Nothing so, really um, translates. So that uh, probably um, is what drove that decision, mate. To say, all right, well. Pretty much had to start again, so to speak. You know, work through the, the facets of technical engineering, and um, chose Gwalior, mate, with uh, Saint Barbara uh, in early 2012 as very technically challenging mines. So I said, if I'm going to do this, I'll um, I'll dive straight in. Um, and yeah, four years at, at Gwalior, just over. Um, with another great UNSW bloke, Paul Linnebury. This eh? is correct. Water came what? across the great Paul. Yes. Um, well, I came across him at uni, obviously, but. Yeah. This was sober Paul that I ran into <laughs> over in, uh, at St. Barb's. Um, and uh, yeah, mate, and then, yeah, progression through there. So, um, but the contract mining, I look back on, you know, extremely favorably because it's, it's put me in bloody good stead for, for context and, um, you know, I guess, um, yeah, general understanding moving forward and, and yeah. um, you know, the camaraderie that goes with underground and with that contract mining workforce and, Nah, really look back on it really favourably. Did you do you remember much of it in turn like when you went, you know, managing everything beyond when you're on the on the client side, on the yeah. shiny shirt side? <laughs> Does it like did you remember much from that early days of the contracting that you I guess you you applied in the management side in terms of how contracts work and everything? Mate, hundred percent. And and still to this day. Um, you know, the you know, at the heart of it, it's you know, you back yourself not to have the wool pulled over your eyes because you were doing that only a few years prior on the opposite side. Yeah. So now that that puts you in really good stead, mate. But again, you know, benefit of some great project managers um, in my years with Redpath, um, show you the, the good and the bad and the ugly. Um, but yeah, I, I, draw, I still draw on it now, um, you know, because at the heart of it, it's it's the people that are driving the underground work. Um, you know, without them, we're, we're not 
we're not delivering, we're not doing anything. So understanding that and having a good approach to that and the right approach makes a hell of a difference to the success of the operation. Yeah, well, what are they? Some uh, fella told me, I think it was, it was, he, he, he was actually at Gualia too. You wouldn't yeah. think he'd come up with this. He's probably <laughs> blind when he said it. Chris Conway, this yes. is a good bloody yes. saying, and I've still held it with me today. Yep. There's, like, there's three parts to the underground mine, the client, the contractor, and the asset, and it's impossible to get 100% utilisation out of more than one. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, sure. the whole, like, what's what's best for the client ain't best for the contractor, and what the what's best for the client to achieve their things not best thing for the asset rape and pillaging. You know, so it's for like, sure. isn't it just a? It's such a bloody big balance to keep all those three pieces of the under or the three big pieces of an underground mine happy. It is to mate. get the best outcome. Yeah, I suppose if everyone feels a bit gypped, it's a pretty good deal. <laughs> that's one way of looking at it, mate. Yeah, I suppose you can't keep everyone happy. But, yeah. Um, no, you're right. But yeah, that's where the word partnership comes in, right? Because it's, you know, sounds cliche, but it's genuine. Yeah. Um, mutual benefit is what it's all about. So. Yeah. What a gualia. Did you, when you were there? Yeah. Oh, I don't know the bloody depths and shit it's at now, but uh, you probably do. But did you see, when you were there, did you see it continuing for as long as it has now and going to continue more and more and more and more. Definitely, mate. Phenomenal ore body, Gwalior is. Um, and, you know, seismicity is obviously well documented as, you know, one of the key challenges they have. Um, I, they must be approaching, you know, 1.8, I imagine, vertical now. Um, and, you know, at one point during my time there, you know, in terms of um, frequency, um, it was the most seismically active mine in uh, the Southern Hemisphere. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, um, you know, key challenge, great to learn at. Um, it's a good T-shirt. You could make a T-shirt out of that. You could, Just mate. Get some positives out of it. You could. You are the T-shirt man. I there like you go. Oh, jeez, so, I yes. didn't think I'd be making a Gwali T-shirt um, today. But, um, yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, so, you know, managing that seismicity and, and as you can appreciate, and, and it would have evolved a fair bit since I left as well, the intensity of the ground support and, and how that all fits in. Um, but, you know, there's, um, you know, beyond 2Ks is definitely... I imagine still the target. So. Yeah, because it goes, isn't the all body just keeps going like down to two and a half or something ridiculous, isn't it? It would do, mate. I imagine you can pull so. numbers out of your ass today. It doesn't matter. It's Love it. just there you go. just just really lean forward with confidence, and um, sure, it's pretty much true. Yeah, let's, let's go two point two, <laughs> two point so, two. Um, but it was. Um, I remember someone telling me about Gwali. It was they were their level design. I don't know if they did it or not. You'd be able to. As I said, I've got you for the brains today. Sure. Um, I'm just all about the rumours. So, <laughs> I would going like in a, instead of, you know, putting an axis in the guts of the ore body and left and right, in, in simple way, there, there yeah. was like two axes that were accessing either ends of the ore body and then mining from the centre out to for sure, mate. reduce um, the, no spot reduce on the stress. That was dictated by um, basically the strike length and the width of that ore body. Yeah. So, you know, talking about a 30-metre wide ore body, um, you know, 300 to 380 meters strike so um you know if you come in end on you know you only have one one retreating face right so how do you double that you come in both ways but did they but if you come in in the center like went retreating yeah. back to the center that creates shitloads of stress correct oh, yeah. yeah so you know obviously significant stress at that that depth plus the, the size um seismicity impact so um some very clever people put some really good approaches to that and um you know trial and error like a lot of things and mm. um you know respond to entire leading stokes falling in, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you know, the, the stress shadow concept really applies at Agualia. And, um, you know, 
the soaps at, at when I was there were at 21 meters dry, either 15 or 21 meters. So, you know, you're talking about massive soaps, 70,000 ton plus. Um, but taking a you know, shorter strike stope um, right in the center initially, um, basically, you know, accepting the, the failure that's going to come with that hanging wall, um, but limiting that in terms of um, strike and hence dilution um, provides a stress, I guess, shadow um, for X amount of meter strike in both directions after that. And hanging walls were perfect, cable bolted, but, yeah. but yeah, really spot on. So yeah, right. it took a while to get to that point, but um, no, yeah, a lot of success there. Would have, would have been an awesome joint to learn learn a bit of a craft at technically, wouldn't it? Because you, you had everything, right? So you got you got, you got got your paste, you got all the Correct. shitload of bloody cables by the sands and, and such a, because um, of that sequence, it's very sequence driven, like that has to be, to get to keep that whole bloody um, schedule flowing, like essentially one, one stoke fucks up, you can't really go and just Correct, pinch mate. one from somewhere else because you- You can, but you're going to pay for it. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and I'm sure point. they did. They usually do them around like bloody April, May, June. Yeah. Any, uh, end of financial end of, year. End of any quarter is probably not a bad time, Matty. So, um, in, in the gold gold space. But um, no, you're right, mate. As I said, um, if I was going to um, you know, get my technical skill set, this was the right place for it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, hell of a successful mine and, and a great place to work at. But, you know, a lot of challenges as well. So, um, you know, paste is, is basically ends up being the key to your schedule, right? So you can always go drill or park a jumbo somewhere else, et cetera, et cetera. But if there's no pace happening or mm. if something goes wrong, then there's not a lot you can do below and adjacent. So, but what it was like, is it supplementary feed there? Isn't it? it was Gwali like it wasn't, didn't you have extra old tailings going in to make the paste? Correct. Was, yeah. yeah. So it was dry tailings. So you'd harvest dry tailings um, and literally feed that into the plant as opposed yeah. to wet tailings coming off your milk. Yeah, because so, I remember where, I remember it was, a site I was at where that was it was the wet tailing site. Yeah, yep. it was like a big. The whole machine was just connected because if you weren't pulling enough ore out of the hole, the mill wasn't producing enough, Correct. crushing enough ore to produce the tailings to produce the paste to produce the next bit of ore, and it was just this. You had to lot. Get CRF and things to actually That's boost right. things yeah. back up because it was like a big at all was connected. Yeah, no, it becomes the key to the schedule basically. Yeah. Is is that pace full? So no, that's right. And obviously the you know well documented bloody um heat. You know, so mm, at love depth. it. Yep, sure. Oh, <laughs> not where I am. That's all. God's country now, mate. This is correct, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, you become acclimatised very three quickly. Wa- three liters max a day. Oh Jesus Christ, loving it. But you've got more if you need it. I, I, you know, I of take course. um, I take five plus a two and a half. Good man. Because I'll be a, if something ever happens, I'll be the bloody man selling water for <laughs> cash at a refuge chamber. If <laughs> shit, it's the pair. That sounds I'll, right. Yeah. So I think I think this is the first mine side of actually, I'd actually drink more um more bush hooks than water in a day. Like usually, like I think the actual by the time I actually have my beers after work, it's actually more than the water I've drank because it's like just because it's so cool. Of it's course, mate. Yes. I, would, I would believe that. We'll, uh, we'll put I'm it all not, down. Nah, not every day. We'll yeah. put it all down to hydration <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. So. Well, she. What were we talking? I'll go off in tangents. All, That's time. all good, Maddie. <laughs> you I mean, and I both, mate. Paul Linnebury was telling me he he, he might have had a, me, he might have had a couple of pints when he told me, but he sure. reckons he's one of the greatest drill and blast engineers in Western Australia after his uh, time at Gwale. He was the guru. This is Paul telling me this about himself. So yeah, well, yeah you can be a. This can be a testimonial or something if you want to. There's, um, there's a hell of a brain there and a hell of a great work ethic. Um, so that's undisputed for Paul. I'm trying to think of his exact timing because 
There was a period where- He was saying five years, five years of drill and blast. Reckons he was the guy. Well, fuck, you'd want to be good if you were doing it for five years. But um, there was a period there where uh, basically the, the mining method changed and um, long story short, you know, it went from, you know, 20 metre sub-levels um, to basically taking double 40 metre stopes, right? Ooh, so yeah. um, with no intermediate level. So that was a hell of a challenge. Um, Did and, it work? Well, I went to shit there for a while. Um, so I'm just trying to work out where Paul sat in that, <laughs> in was that, that period his of time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, yeah, that's probably um, in that timing that we're talking about. It was um, one of the things that the whole team there can hang the hat on because it was uh, we're going to do this um, and we'll work it out as we go. Mm. And um, for you know what is a, a 40 degree um, all body at 30 meters wide, and we're taking 40 meters at once. Um, yeah, hell, hell of a challenge. But had the uh, what about getting shit off your footwall there? What were the uh, so that, what were the tips and tricks probably there? One of the, the key learnings, mate. So, um, what you're targeting there is obviously you you definitely want to spend more on the drilling to tighten up, um, you know, that burden, which ultimately becomes your spacing with, with your firing direction um, and you know considerable sub drill. So, you know, you're talking 1.5 to 1.8 meter sub drill below that foot wall, um, and ultimately the, the theory. Um, you know, not perfection every time, but the theory would be, you know, a lot of people will say sub-drill enough, um, you know, just say half a metre, um, but what you still end up, you're always going to end up with a sawtooth, right? Mm. But the idea is that that sawtooth section, I suppose, or the step section is filled in by um, waste material, um, which leaves you a literal, you know, 40-degree um, foot wall where you're always actually going to move fully in all. So, so were they were they were they firing at all at the end? Like say in a firing, were they just like firing at like a set of bloody lifters to throw it off, or were they were they putting a bit of fly on it? Had they no effectively, they mate? Yeah, yeah. Particularly with the downholes as well. So you know, you're talking thirty meter plus downholes. Um, it was yeah, firing direction was key. Um, so uh, you take out your your upholes, um, I suppose, in, in the conventional fashion, and then your downholes obviously now have that void where you're going to lift them all in and fire center out, center out basically. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a bit of like a celebrity appearance at <laughs> bloody Gwali, wasn't there? There's a good list of blacks. It was Sam Oldacre there with his white speed dealer sonnies. Not but in my time, mate. Was it he? So, he came no, here, so he had these white Oakleys. It looked like he was dealing on side or something. He was just, yeah. There's periods where it probably felt like that as well. Actually, <laughs> but no, so, no, not not during my Was Tristan there? Tristan Summerford? Uh, yes, correct. Yeah. Um, I think we overlapped slightly. So oh. I was 2012 to 2016, basically. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's bloody, there you go. Oh, very, very good. Now, the next one. Was it John Day? No. So, um, in there, there was a 12-month period, mate, um, actually at Andy Well. Oh, yeah. 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 So, obviously, um, considerable change. You know, four years at Gualia, just over, um, put me in a hell of a stead. Um, and, you know, um, I guess, right conversation at the right time. And um, opportunity popped up at Andy Well for, um, you know, step up. Um, in terms of management role um, from Qualia, but uh, also, you know, completely different, right? So, um, you know, very tight, small, um, you know, cash-strapped is probably a fair call. Um, was the single booms there? Single no, boom no, jumbos? So, no, so still still twins. Yeah. Um, you know, but, yeah, much smaller scale, obviously, uh, much shallower and, um, you know, very hand-to-mouth, particularly on, yeah, again, the, the cost side of things. Um, and, you know, if you recall 2016, um, you know, gold price, then we're talking about, you know, 1500 bucks. So mm. there's a lot of mines at the moment producing over that. So rewind only five years and a lot of these mines are 
doing something different or not doing anything at all. So mm. um, things have obviously changed very quick. Um, but yeah, different contract mechanism there as well. Um, yeah, in terms of scheduler rates, and again, just adding you know to that repertoire of, of what you want to manage and, and what you think works best. Um, so that was twelve months made, and um, yeah, the you know geology at that mine, um, like most mines, but um, was bloody difficult. And um, you know there was some theories there that um, you know the ore body was probably in an hourglass period um, as I arrived, with the idea that it kicks back out. Um, probably didn't so, um so that you know so that, geez it sounded good but it did yeah. mate yes yes so that um you know so there was some you know some big decisions to make with that mine um and lee junk came in as um managing director and um yeah lee's outstanding and you know quickly formed a view and and you know made the tough but but right call of of where andy well needed to sit um which was basically it wasn't wasn't viable at that time. So because they're back out there drilling, aren't they? With another they are, mate. Yeah. Mob. So, so you know, Tim Davidson's mug on LinkedIn everywhere. <laughs> there you go. It. So oh, bloody Ken himself. Um, but again, you know, if you talk to you know what was difficult at fifteen hundred or, or not viable, you know, at twenty two hundred, all of a sudden things change hey, very dramatically. Gosh, you might imagine when they, when it was fucking three hundred bucks an ounce. <laughs> like there must mate, have been yeah. some, yep. must have been some so, pretty bloody hectic grades going on. They there still was, making yeah. Money. Well, yeah. where you are now, mate, there's um, you know, two ounce soaps yeah. at, at that period, you know. So it's all, all relative. Um but you know, provides opportunity as the price keeps changing. So, yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, twelve months um and always learning. Um so twelve months at Andy Well and then um yeah, probably similar story. Um, right conversations at the, the right time, and um, Jundee was the next foray, mate. God's country! Oh, <laughs> what a bloody joy! You're converted quick, mate. Oh, Jesus! Doesn't doesn't take much. As I said, the must have been some good people there. The water recently. intake, the splitties and mesh, buddy. Oh, I, I didn't. Um, I don't think I actually even physically talked to you while I was there. I think I gave you a wave at some point. I went so, looking for you, mate. You're hard to find. Yeah, when yeah I come down the hole. No, so, oh, cool. Yeah. I'll just um, always ghost me locations for mine control. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because the, the bosses will ring up and ask where. I am, so I'll just send him on a wild goose chase. This good. Sounds about right, yes. mate. Well, there you go. What a, now? What a bloody! Would you would you rate that as the best? Oh, it is the best mine site I've ever worked. I'm not paid for this. These bloody Northern Star and Burn Cup pricks better start giving me some coin for the, all these positive endorsements I'm giving Fair for their call, assets. Mate. Fair call. Bloody hell! But uh, mate, it's called rage, it, isn't it? Isn't it? Earn earn well and above. <laughs> They're getting a bloody bargain. No, no, that's a lot. What um. I reckon it's one of the best mine sites I've ever worked. Unbelievable joint. What it, it how, really how's it rate on your bloody landscape? Yeah, I, I would I'd have to say the same, Maddie. So um, you know, like I said, you're learning at every mine and um, you know, they all have their some complexities are, are similar no matter where you go and, and some are unique, you know, to either the geology or the, the geotech particularly, um, you know, of, of an individual mine. But, you know, I think what is a testament to I guess Jundee is a mine. A couple of things I look at, which you know I recognise straight away, which is rare to be honest, um, is you know a contract mining workforce that with some you know guys and girls that have been there for for fifteen years plus. Mm. Or so, Branco's into his twenty something. Correct, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Gary so, and all that. Yeah, uh, yeah Branco wasn't happy that I had his room moved after fourteen years. He said he just got it right. I think he said so. <laughs> well, if we move our room, fucking. <laughs> That's pretty much how it went with a few more fuckings. So, um, but no, you're right, mate. So, and then also people that would, uh, for whatever reason, move on and then uh, test the the grass is greener theory and then be back quite quickly. So, that's a, a testament to the, the mine in general, um, I suppose. But 
you know, once you're underground, as you know, give or take, it looks the same. So, you know, what is genuinely the difference? It's, it's the people. So yeah. It's the people and the culture and, you know, what what people want to show up for each day, no matter what shirt they wear. Um, and, you know, refer to that word partnership again. You know, these are the, you know, key pillars of personally what I think, you know, drove and drives Jundee. So um, there's great partnerships there. There's good understanding there. And, um, you know, when you talk about Northern Star as a business, it's, it's well documented, but it's real, you know. You, you have a team that understand every element of mining very well. You know, the contract mining business, obviously, with you know, with history and with, with current, with NSMS, um, but also, you know, how to run a mine technically, how to run a mill efficiently, um, you know, how to manage the overall entire process to, to generate a great result for everyone. Yeah, uh, but even, like, just the the contract of, like, the relationship up there, isn't it? It's it's. That's the best thing about it. It's like it's because like Correct. it's obvious why Burncut's been there for so long. Like for this is true, but it's it's just a um, they know the joint inside and out. Yeah, it's, and um, it takes effort, right? So you know, people just assume that oh, maybe it's luck or maybe it just happens. No, it's effort from everyone to to maintain that, develop that culture, and then maintain it. So um, no, yeah, it's um, what you want is people to be proud of where they're working and who they're working for, and um, yeah, that's one of the things that a flag is a key pillar for success for Jundee. Yeah. Oh, bloody, bloody love it. How was the, because um, you did the, when you, when they said, oh, you got to actually start looking after some open pits. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first part of your reaction? So, you like, oh, um, fuck. No, so it wasn't, oh, fuck. It was, <laughs> geez, I'm grateful that there's a bloody good open pit team already there. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's, that's the strategy, right? Make sure that, um, as they say, there's people around you that, uh, you know, can make you look very good. And, and, you know, that was Jundee to a whole in terms of Ramon and what will be Julia soon, no doubt, for, for Northern Star. But, um, you know, Luke Murphy, um, you know, and Chris Pike um, heading up the open pit, um, I guess, management side of things, um, you know, made all the difference, mate. So, no, I'd love to... Uh, take credit but my life was very easy mate and, and already handled it hey, but how do you so, how do you approach something like that when you you get given a title to do something sure knowing well and good you've had no none or limited like technical experience in like even just the general lingo of like you got to talk in cubes instead of tons now sure. like, like just all, all that stuff how, yeah, do you, yeah. how do you bloody approach it you obviously can't go bloody in gun ho no, what, was your, what was your strategy? Not at all. It? Like, that's what I mean. You, you, you use the resources that are available to you. Um, and that is always the people, right? So you can do your own research. And, um, you know, we've got a, I had a basic understanding of open pits and, you know, what it needed to be. And the old cliche of it can't be that hard. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I can see it all, right? So, um, but yeah, again, you know, you're, you're mad to rush in and think that you will be the greatest and that you don't have anything to learn. Um, yeah, that's just naive. And no matter who you are and what position, you're learning every day right because things change every day particularly in mining so again use the great resources you've got around you plus your own work and research and same as with underground the best place to be is, is actually in and amongst it to, to get the context so yeah, that was part of my approach as well and um like i said it yeah went well but what after going from working underground forever sure knowing what your basic key challenges are and what can mm. fuck you over on a daily basis underground yeah then go and do an open pit. Did it come across as easier to mine, less challenges, more challenges? Did it have like equivalent levels of challenges just in different forms or yeah, what was your take on it? different challenges, Maddie, would be fair. Um, you know, like obviously, you know, vent is not an issue. So there's a, a key one. Um, 
but you know you're dealing with depending on the the open cut but you're dealing with things on a larger scale in terms of equipment etc but you know a lot of there's not a lot of people outside of machines so you know from a safety front you know which you, you always want to make sure you've got a handle on straight away as number one priority um you know you, you approach it a different way like i said because it's a lot of just heavy equipment moving you know um, other than say the blast crew so um um, but yeah, you know, different challenges. It, generally, I've I referenced it before, but I love the ability to, you know, as you're putting in bolts, you know, you have a theory and we have a, a and I guess a rough understanding, so to speak, or a modeled understanding of um, what's above you that you put in the, the bolts in, but the ability to see all your geotech structures yeah, as yeah, they're running, yeah. you know, like I actually I'll really enjoyed that. And, and um, you know, I like that element of it because that, that's something new, right? So, um, but yeah, again, get amongst it, mate. That's the best advice, and it's it's worked the whole time. Yeah, you know, for me. So, get yourself some credibility because, um, you know, you automatically gain credibility if you have put the the time and effort into getting amongst it and, and getting your context, as opposed to just listening or assuming. So, because you've done it all, you've bloody t- you've ticked every bloody box, oh, really. Not like, at all. But not at you, all, was mate. that was that on your radar before this opportunity come up? You're like, oh, I want to do a bit of. A bit of open pit, like you did the contracting, you did the client side, you did sure. that side. Was the open pit side on the radar for a bit of exposure in that area? Um, not on the radar in terms of a target, I suppose, but on the radar in terms of, you know, I, I want to have the broadest skill set possible, to be honest. So, um, you know, I want to lap, lap everything up and, and exposure to anything, whether it's business or mining, I'm, I'm keen for. But... Really, mate, I, I like that open pit was was fine and and tail end when I actually really started paying attention. So, I um yeah, pretty straightforward and, and not a lot of input from myself, but great to be around. So, what what's it like achieving daily physicals on an open pit? Like, because it's just tons, 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 isn't it? Like, it's a, what's it? Because yeah, underground just seems like there's a lot of um. Oh, the, like you got to put your heart and soul into that twelve-hour shift. Everyone to really achieve sure the numbers that bloody everyone wants to review in the morning meeting at seven thirty with their <laughs> flash cups of coffee. Uh, like, sure, is open pit the same in terms of trying to like really hit those bloody daily targets? A lot of lot of shit's got to go right, or hundred percent, mate. S- same idea, right? And you know, scalable depending on the size of the pit, etc. But you know. If you look at Jundee where you are, you know, underground, three undergrounds, right? Obviously, um, you know, still tightly held schedule, um, as you know, but contingency options if necessary. Um, if you look at Ramon, the open pit that, that was mined, um, you know, at Jundee most recently, you know, smaller scale pit, um, particularly as you, you quickly get deeper, the, the contingency options are effectively not there. So again, you know, tight schedule, a lot of people working in a small space, um, the complexities around that. and you know, yeah, targets are the same, everyone, and that's what drives a good business, right? A good operation that everyone is keen to set those, you know, stretch targets and, and strive for them every single day. So, um, yeah. you know, when, yeah, same, same as underground in that approach, um, just different challenges in delivering those. I've actually got a, um, I, I gave you pre-warning this morning, I actually got a bit of viewer mail in hearing that you'd sure. come on from uh Regard these might may or may not be people that work at Jundee. I'm not sure they're far away. <laughs> I have a <laughs> feeling that they are, mate. Are they? Yeah. One was a from a, a T McAmbridge. T McAmbridge. Don't know if I know him. No. I 
Never heard of him. Anyway. I have a rough feeling I came across him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cambridge, yeah. Well, look, if you do, like, look, I'm always looking for guests on the podcast. Sure. Uh, yeah, so, like, look, play <laughs> to this guy. Good this, call. This Mr. McAmbridge said, uh, can you explain why there is no sink outside of the Invicta magazine anymore? Jeez. <laughs> T. McAmbridge must have a fair bit of time on his hands these days. <laughs> no, I can give you – I can probably give you a bit of context to that and a um, bit of a plug for, you know, Heaven forbid if mining doesn't work out for me. Plumbing's <laughs> on my radar, mate. So, um, but to, I guess, to pay homage to Tim and, and give the full story, which obviously he wants me to, to get through. So, um, but if you rewind a few years, um, it was Jundee's turn to host Diggers and Dealers. So, um, obviously, you know, important, big deal. Um, and, you know, we've gone all out um, at request and um, we're going to host Eve People Underground. Um, and for a bit of food and, and yeah, a bit of a novelty and sort all that out. So, you know, I left no stone unturned, so to speak. And, you know, oh, um, all our visitors and, and everyone we're hosting will need the ability to uh, wash hands and sort that out. So I'm going to I'm gonna install the sink. And uh, <laughs> everyone's busy enough as it is with metres and tonnes. And this is my, my task this week. So um, myself and, and look, the great Gary Fisher. Um, he from, rang up to get a mention today, he, didn't he? He did. He would have got one anyway, but yes, he's... <laughs> He's insured, he's got a mention. It's all orchestrated um, fish. You know, um, basically the, the key cog um, that keeps Jundee turning is is fish, um, you know, for 17 years now, I think. But uh, anyway, he, he was part of this, so I'm not leaving him out to uh, help me install this this sink. But it was a bloody cracking job, mate. And uh, that I right? have a photo of it. And uh, yes, it was uh, mounted perfectly, drainage perfectly. Um, it was then pointed out to me on the day that... Um, the toilet facilities that we'd also hired to put right next to the sink had sinks in them. So <laughs> probably not the oh, best look, use of my time, oh, um, oh. as Tim likes to point out. Um, and <laughs> look, uh, he was kind enough um, and, and generous enough, uh, call it as a, as a parting gift as I finished up at Jundee uh, earlier this year for the next adventure. Um, some of my stuff was was boxed up for me and, and sent down and there was, there was more boxes than I thought, um, you know, when they all rolled up. <laughs> The fact that the sink took up two of these boxes <laughs> with the pipe work is probably why I was a bit surprised. So, um, Mrs. didn't understand. I didn't try and explain it to her. And uh, that's uh, that's context to Tim's question. Oh, right? mate, because, so, like, look, sanitisation at the at um, the Invicta Mag is at an all-time low these days without that sink. I just want to highlight. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> mate, one of the keys uh, is obviously the ability to recognise issues before they happen. So, you know, COVID came a few years after. I would argue I was well, well there you go. The Let's call it proactive, not reactive. You're welcome, basically. Yes. So, well, um, there is one more from a uh, a. Bremer, Bremer, A. Dot Bremer. Do you attribute your departure from Jundee to the fact we've got two thousand meters for the month now? That's a that's a fair question. So I guess my response to that, A. Bremer, would be that uh, I'd argue there's a three month lag. <laughs> so you know. Oh, so you've still you're still having some piece of influence. So whilst you are not there, parting conversation um, with with Luke Cray, the COO of Northern Star, was that uh, everything that goes wrong for the three months 
post my leaving will have my name attached to it. So that's okay. But I've now applied the same to uh, any productivity and <laughs> records. And yes, that has my name all over it. So Jeez, that's getting deep. This is like this is going into like like quantum mechanics, string theory, something like you're on the other end of the universe, affecting the fabric at John D. It's uh, this we're getting into that sort of level. That's a better way to articulate that. Yeah, but um. Yes, but I, uh, if Bremer would like to hang his hat and say that it was all him, then also- <laughs> oh, I suppose he's the three months you've left, the three months he arrived nearly. Yeah. yeah, so no, there was a bit of overlap there and, um, you know, some great overlap, um, you know, with, with aligned goals. And, um, but yes, I uh, call me 50 metres of it. How's that? Well, there you go. Call me there 50 metres of it. We'll give you a 50. So, 50 well, here we go. We've got, we got the bloody groupies rocking got up. got special guests. Yes, they How good. make an appearance. Come on, Chloe. How you going? How are you, Chloe? His name's Matt too. So, hey, Matt. How good? What? <laughs> yeah. Excellent, excellent. You want to so, say hello? You got to say hello every time. Hi. What are you going to say? Um, you don't. What do you What do you usually say? Um, Sit back, enjoy the show. Sit back, enjoy the show. <laughs> Can I finish this, Chloe? And then we'll come in in a minute. We haven't got long to go. Okay. okay. So, see you, everyone. See you. See you, Chloe. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, no, cl family. Cl cliche questions, mate. So, um, fair, fair call from, from Tim and Brem. Um, have you got any questions to fire back? Here's the real question. Nah, no, no questions. I can, I, I can um, act as a uh, like a mediator. I'll wait till these two gentlemen come on and I'll have uh, some written questions for you. <laughs> Probably my only commentary to Brem was 2Ks is an outstanding achievement. Hadn't been achieved before, 1980 um, in one month with, with the five jumbos was... Um, a previous record so two k's is excellent uh bremer promised 2200 so i'm just gonna is that right oh that. you yes. put the gst so on you're welcome so i'm putting my hat on the two k's and then the next the 2200 is uh, up to brem there you go we'll keep we'll keep you posted look forward I'll do, to um mr that m cambridge that i've never met before obviously <laughs> i may have spoken to him yesterday he uh i I, I messaged him. I said, oh, hey, mate, I've got an engineering-related question for you. Do you mind? What's your phone number? He sent it a ring. I said, look, I haven't got an engineering-related question. He says, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I've sent him numerous questions. Then he got half sad that bloody uh, Matt Nixon's coming on before him. I said, listen here, mate. I, there has been numerous uh, LinkedIn messages sent that have had your avatar appear saying that you've read them asking you on for a podcast mr mccambridge no reply and, and no reply so i'm like you have no one to blame but yourself agree so, mate and, I, look, I, and look that's look a testament to your character after all these harsh questions getting thrown your way uh you asked once arrived arrived once so the integrity of you is like like far way far above anyone i appreciate that maddie you, yeah. you shouldn't act so surprised but yeah. i appreciate that so <laughs> no no dive straight into it mate so um Yep, I was more than happy. I was honoured <laughs> to be able to come on, mate. So, and you've been pretty gentle thus far, which is yes, nice. I have, I have. Um, now, I'll, we'll get into the current venture. This sure. is exciting. We'll go back now. This is the Pulp Fiction where they've like they're in the diner and the 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 first scene bloody goes back to the last it's the scene. Favorite movie of yours, isn't it? Didn't mind Pulp Fiction. Yes, I watched it. Um, this look at the ingenuity of um, the daughters these days. That steps to future she engineers. Just, she mate. just future get engineers. Yeah, solving problems. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I tried to watch it. I think at uni after a big night, 
like after got home, get yeah, get so what, like let's just watch Pulp Fiction. <laughs> get up there, like geez, that was a good movie. Didn't understand it. <laughs> so like, maybe this is a movie you watch sober. It's like you with engineering. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bluffed me way yeah, through. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Um, the I see, I see, I see how it's all intertwined. But like the the time and Andy Well, GBS contractor. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Fraser Graham was charge up at Gwale for ages. Correct, mate. Yep. Bit of a bit of an intertwine. Now you're um you, you've infiltrated the uh well look there's no polite way to say it. like Roscoe unfolds you a bit like you'd say like nearly two testicles in a ball scrotum like they're they're inseparable them two they're inseparable. It's, I think it's a 35 year partnership. I yeah, think, mate, is yeah. the way they'd put it for sure. And they've uh, welcomed Jen as uh, chief operating officer of Almanex. Correct. Their uh, their next venture. This is true. Congratulations, first side. Thanks, mate. Very, very well done. Very, very proud UNSW alumni <laughs> member to see someone like yourself just go above and beyond. Appreciate um, that, What's it like going into like, okay, so you got the, the bloody, the G and the F from GBF. Sure. You're, you're going in to be the uh, the chief operating officer, going into a corporate role after Correct. your, uh, obviously your first big corporate role. It is, mate. Yep. What, what's it like? Ready, you're like prepping for a grand final. It's uh, what's, it, what's it like going into that? <coughs> it's a hell of a ready. change, mate. Hell of a change. Um, and it, it's bloody intense, but um, it, it's excellent, mate. So, um, a few months in now, and um, yeah, thoroughly enjoying it. And uh, literally, you know, as you always are, but learning every single day. Um, you know, things that you can't necessarily, you know, appreciate from a, a site operational base level. Um, so, you know, overarching excitement is, is generally the feel. So, um, yeah, great opportunity for myself and, and very grateful for it. And, um, you know, got a, a very supportive board there and, um, you know, looking for some bloody exciting things in, you know, in, in the short term. And, um, but it is a long game, right? And, um, you know, how, to, how it all came about, I suppose, um, very briefly, you know, as you said, GBF um, in 2016 and, um, you know, Fraser is now, now shift bossing and, and looking for that next step of, of foreman as well and, and doing really well, um, or all the boys are. And, um, but yeah, you know, I was actually on, you know, call it the other side of the fence. So, you know, if anything, I was aiming to screw that contract down a fair bit. So <laughs> I don't know. I didn't actually know I'd I'd, I'd be looked at in in favour. But um, yeah, um, hit it off really well, mate, and and obviously stayed in, in contact. And um, you know, this opportunity presented itself, and um, you know, I, I guess the rest is is history, mate. So, you know, you look at timing, um, and you know, taking a plunge and all the rest of it, and. I genuinely feel the timing's right and, and you know, Northern Star where I spent, you know, just over four years again, you know, phenomenal company and, and you know, probably the highlight in terms of learning and, and mentoring or being mentored um, in my career. And, you know, you look at the, the people, um, particularly at the, the head of that company um, that have, you know, um, had outstanding success and, and you look at, all right, well, how do I emulate that and, and have a crack myself? And you literally just got to got to step off, mate. So, um, you know, that opportunity is presented and, and I'm going to, you know, I am embracing it with uh, full noise. What 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 did you have behind you going into this role? I, like in terms of, uh, I guess, pre-existing corporate knowledge and everything. Were you were you going in pretty much? Shit, I've got a lot to learn. Did you have anything behind you um, going into it? Like you know what what I've always you know you know hang on every word so to speak of of you know the, the people above you that are in those positions already and um, you know as I said the mentoring and and that you know. Predominantly has been Northern Star, but also you know mentioned Lee Junk prior as well, um, managing director um, of, of Dora at that time um, when he came on. So um, 
you know, you, you, you need to learn. And at any point in time of your career, um, you know, I always had pretty clear vision, as I said, from, from probably late 20s and after getting, I guess, exposure to the technical and um, element of things at, at Gwalior, I knew you know, I had a pretty clear plan of where I'd like to get to. And um, ultimately, you know, at the heart of that, it was a desire to, you know, influence a result and, and add as much value as I can um, is, is always what I'm targeting. So, you know, um, as positions change and as you progress, say through a system or, or you know now towards a corporate role like your ability to influence a result you know grows and, and that's what i love and and now it's not just bringing value to that operation or, or that particular business you know the the shareholder side of things and people that are hanging on on you and, and looking for you to, to drive value for them um yeah it's, it's bloody exciting so given the red hot crack i um my main one is to make sure i wasn't naive coming in um you know you can't understand everything couldn't understand everything about the business until i was i was in amongst it um, and even that, you know, I had a full head of hair at the start of, <laughs> the, start of the job. And so I'm three oh, months it's, in. It's very, uh, uh, well, you'll see it in the highlight videos, uh, sure. very, very adequately groomed, you'd say. I appreciate that. <laughs> this light that I noticed is coming straight off it. Just, so. just keep that chin up, mate. Yeah, yeah good call, yeah. good call. Um, but, um, yeah, so not, not naive was the key, but, you know, um, understanding that, you know, um, there'll be some good mentors around and, and I need to and, and um, want to, you know, envelop everything that they're willing to offer um, because you can't do it alone, right? So um, it's about, you know, having, I guess, the experience and the approach and, and you know, a good skill set behind you to be able to, to take that step and add value, but also acknowledging it's it's equally, if not more, going to be about the people that are around you um, that want to grow with you and, and help you grow. So, Well, here we go. Well, I've got a game, actually. <laughs> sure. Oh, I'll just say I'll make these games up on the spot, but it just seems like a good game to play right I now. Can't I can't see any I, hidden I, I can, I shots. Bloody, so. well, there's no ping pong balls or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, bloody. I just uh, I'd like to. I like to fully appreciate how little prep I do for these. Uh, no, no. Yeah. I can get first. I don't I even can, know where you were born. Give that, I can so. give that testimonial. <laughs> Ta um, so three months ago, before you took this role, yes. Put yourself back in that Matt Nixon. Sure. Someone comes up to you and, and says you're about to start, you're about to be a chief operating officer. Yep. What is that? What are you going to do? What What was your understanding of what your job role was going to be three months ago yeah, before no, you even started? Now, fair call. And um, obviously, you know, some some good mentors there and, and um, you know, particularly in, you know, watching Luke Cray closely and, and obviously um, having the opportunity to work with, with Luke um, or for Luke. Um, the, the key word is operating, mate. So, um, you know, there, there's not necessarily defined scope for sure, but it is, you know, everything that goes into our operation, which is a lot, right? So, um, you know, the people and the assets and, um, you know, the, the dollars and cents and, you know, the equipment and everything that goes with that, the contracts, um, you know, that is you to, again, not do it all yourself because that's not possible, but to ensure you, you're equipping any team you do have at your disposal. Um, to be able to make the right decisions um, and you're overseeing those decisions basically. So, um, and it, it's it's strategy as well. So, you know, the expectation of you and, and what you wanna be doing is is looking at, okay, so what is the best strategy you know, for a public company It's for shareholders as well, um, but, you know, to grow that company and extract the maximum value. So, um, you know, always underpinned by safety um, is, is obviously a key, but yeah, anything to do with, Operating mate is is, uh, is your, in your wheelhouse. Tea. So, um, what about now? Three months in, yeah. 
what's some of the stuff that you do and you're like shit i didn't know i'd have to be doing this like was there a lot of many surprises of your i guess as you said a very the broad scope of work sure. that your um, role entails i guess what what's unique maddie for Ormanex, you know um obviously you know at a position where you know where we're establishing ourselves and and what our identity will be and um you know have operated a mine previously um that's currently in, in care and maintenance and um you know it's about the what next you know so we're not actually operating anything at the moment and you know what a lot of people probably don't appreciate is um you know because they haven't been exposed is just how much is involved with getting a mine you know getting that first cut of the portal fired so um you know what's again with Ormanex, um you know there's uh like there's no ceo currently um there's no managing director um you know driving you know with clear clear vision and 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 everything it's um you know it's uh myself and um and the board um and and Couture and kelly um you know on the the accounts and, and cosec side of things so small team um with with big pitches um we're all aligned um including the board which is you know i think what will make make a difference for us um but yeah i guess to to the direct answer of the question it's uh you know my day can be from satisfying a, a very small you know remnant invoice to um finalizing the legals associated with, with hopefully a, a transaction or, or something to that effect um you know in in the future so very broad spectrum of a day and it's literally covering everything so um what is you know call it uh daunting and maybe unexpected in terms of um you know how much i'm navigating with the, the corporate side of things and, and trying to quickly come up to speed with capital raising and, and how the public space works um, um, is also what's exciting because um, you know, normally there's multiple executive roles that are, that are covering that. At the moment, it's um, just myself and, and the board. So it's, um, it's good times, mate. Um, yeah. How much, how much um, knowledge did you go into it with around the lot publicly listed companies how this whole you know transaction works shareholder sort that that whole side of things were you pretty full bottle on a lot of it or is nah, it a bit no. different once you got into it like shit i don't know it's, it's fuck definitely all about this. different maddie and um i think what what the big change right is um you know from from an operations and site-based role as you know you know there there is clear systems it is you know definitive a lot of stuff is, is black or white and um in the, the change in the corporate field and, and the public space is it's not necessarily clearly defined. So, you know, very early on, you know, my questions were as simple as, well, what is the process for this? Uh, kind of do Isn't this. that funny? Isn't that funny? You, th you. you think yeah, it yeah. would so, it'd be the other way. Um, you know, very quickly I was, you know, worked out that, you know, there's no script for a lot of this stuff. And, um, but that, that's bloody exciting, right? You back yourself in and um, you'll know very quickly when there's only you and, and it's a public company, you know, very quickly if you've fucked it up. So, um, <laughs> but isn't it so funny far, once, so you, good. once you're doing it now, yeah. you, you, you probably realize you're like, everyone doing this shit's probably bluffing their way to it through it as well. <laughs> it's like, like when you, you see there's not um, a, you get in, you like, because is that what it feels like once you're in this? Like you would have looked, say, five years ago, look at sure. people in a corporate role, like in absolute envy. And now you're in the middle of it. You're like, how, how'd this happen? Like, is it a bit of a blur that, now that you've just gone for that, now you're you're in the bloody guts of yeah. essentially running a public company. No, for for sure, mate. And um, yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully not a blur, uh, blur. Sorry, but um, yeah, like you said, you know, and what hell of a change, um, literally. And you know, as you progress through the the operational site based roles, it is you know ever increasing amounts of, of, of structure and you know appropriate evidence based decisions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, 
you know when you when you're discussing you know over over a transaction or over you know a, a deal effectively like it's um you know it's my thoughts with yours and and obviously it needs to be justified but yeah completely different um what what i've i guess i've always appreciated no matter what you know facet of mining i was in or what my role was during my career is you can never fully appreciate um what a role entails um or what is behind making a decision until it, the buck literally stops with you so you can fill in and you can be an alternate and, and a deputy and, and, a, and a you know um relief and, and all these type of, of words and um that's important and, and that's where you gain exposure but your mindset change when it literally that decision 100 rests with you and you'll be held accountable for it um you know so say from an alternate underground manager to an underground manager you know you think oh you, you've seen it all but when it does start with you you know it's a, it's a bit more pressure and the mindset changes and um so you know that that's definitely relevant here so um things that you know early in my career or, or you know rewind a few years you know i'm like why is it so hard just just make this call you know i could tell you what that is when it's you yeah it's a little bit different yeah well so, and especially now when if there's a newspaper article about Ormonex and you're like the the person that they're speaking to and like, like correct the as you said the buck literally lies with you now yeah, it's like yeah yeah, yeah. Um, chief operator matt nixon said yeah this is why this happened that's uh, right yeah, so, it's a, um but no you know what what is like uh call it you know the the new and the daunting side is also the, the upside and the excitement so um, yeah, no, it's really good times, mate. And um, no, again, great team around, and, and that team will grow. And, and in line with Ormonex growing is is the big plan, mate. So, what about the other team on the other side? The the bloody uh, the the night the one you the ones you deal with on night shift. Yes, the misses no, and the kids. Good mate. call. The, the number does, one teammate. So the, yeah, how's um, that? How's that corporate governance going? At yeah, home? yeah. So <laughs> you know, probably the biggest change for them, Matty, is a fair point. So you know. Um, Three kids, um, nine, five, and, and three. You know, that's all they've known is, is FIFO. Um, and my wife Jess is, is effectively the same. That's all we've ever done. So they're probably the the biggest change. Um, but it's been been great, mate. So you know, um, they're very supportive, um, which which is excellent. Um, particularly Jess, and, and that makes a hell of a difference, um, which I'm very grateful for. And um, you know, ultimately, and and you're the same. And you know, we've known the whole time. You you know, there's good and bad, no matter what roster we're doing, what role we're doing. Um, you make the most of the times that you can. So um, that's been good, mate. But um, yeah, hell of a change. How, so. how does she, because I know I, the other swing, I think when we had the that underground operators conference, so I was, I was going to it, but I was on break. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was going in there and Kate, the Casey was like, oh, like checking when I'm going to be home. And yeah. like, I'm like sort of rushing home because we're going out to yeah. dinner that night. It was just sort of that taste of what it would be like um, working, you know, I guess you're a city-based role, Monday sure. to Friday in a sense. Not that you're probably, you'd be Monday to Sunday. <laughs> but um, she, and she actually said to me, she says, I'd rather you just do fucking FIFO because I know, yeah. I know yeah. you're away and I know you're home. Yeah. It was, um, it was like when I was actually in perth commuting back and forth she was like it's 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 shit because you you i know you're here but you're always waiting on you to get home it was more frustrating how's your wife for sure going with that side of Jess is probably the same the same as casey i reckon with the um you know with the structure of, of fifo um but um in saying everything's about balance is, is probably our, our comms or you know and comms is is the key right so um if there's a if there's a nine o'clock finish it's uh, don't make it a surprise. Like no surprises is the key, whether it's personal, professional, 
no one wants surprises. Um, so that ties in the comms and then, you know, the give and the take. So um, if it's a massive week this week, find some time, prioritize some time um, because, you know, it's what it's all about um, is the family at the end of the day. So um, as long as you get that balance right, mostly right, um, you're in a good spot. But what so, did you find it hard at the start in terms of finding that balance? Because I would assume becoming a COO, it would have been an extremely exciting time for you. And the easiest thing for you to do, the, or I guess your, your natural thing to do would have been just go straight to the computer or whatever to do, everything sure. Ormanex related. Yeah. Was it hard to sometimes step away and go to the like fam like was it hard to get that balance to start or are you it, still trying to find your way through i think through? i'll always be be doing it maddie because it's so dynamic um and again you know like having you know jess's support is is outstanding because when it's on it's on and and she's also part of the journey and 100 understands that so um yeah so that that really really bloody helps um yeah it won't get it right every time but um you know the excitement of, of when we nail this and and all next grows you know she, she's a big part of that and the family is a big part of that so um yeah all we we have and we want to continue to build around good people and, and that extends to everyone's families yeah so, oh um, two two more questions that i don't have written down no no <laughs> fire away so these are your best ones these sure. are, yeah i'll just figure yeah, yeah. i'll figure it out as a go if you're trying to angle for you know am i straight into the after work drinks every night. No, I haven't <laughs> haven't got to that point yet. Oh, there you so, go. Thanks, yeah. That's um, question one done. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 that would be me <laughs> fucking up the balance very quickly. So, what um, it, I suppose you won't get a cor- uh, the corporate media asking you this way, but if someone <laughs> just come up to you and said at at the pub, who the fuck's Almanex? Yep. How would you explain that? No, who, that's who are Almanex? What a, what is it? What is it about? Cracking question, Maddie. Because um, you know. Your company knowing your identity is is key, um, yeah, and everyone involved with that company. Granted, small for us at the moment, but you know, um, our messaging and and our identity is around um, and what we you know what we're striving to deliver is is realizing opportunity um, in underground operations, you know, particularly where where other people either can't or have tried and and haven't been able to nail it, um, because we we genuinely see a lot of a lot of value there, and and you know we look at the skill set that we want to bring and um you know that is that underground space um and you know that efficiency space and you know a great mix of, of the contract mining understanding but but obviously the technical that must must go with that um and evolving in, in the public space as well um that that knowledge is is definitely coming and growing every day um but you know we want to do things with integrity and um again you know you, you want to avoid the cliche but it, it is so genuine that it is the people that make a difference to an asset, to a company, to, to a project, to, to anything. So um, yeah, the, the goal in the ground per se doesn't really change, but the way you go about understanding that and then you know harvesting the value out of that, like that's fucking purely down to people. So yep. um, that that is us, mate. So um, and you know we feel we've got a good few things there in the in the pipeline, and nothing happens quick, but we're um, yeah we're as keen as hell, and um, everyone's on board. Um, you know, within the business and then uh, obviously the, the shareholders that are stuck with Ormanex um, over the years prior to my time. Um, I think there's, you know, all going well, some, some great times ahead and realising opportunity out of underground wines where, where people maybe have had a crack and, and not necessarily nailed it, that's that's going to be our wheelhouse, mate. Well, what's, when you say it, you're going to, I guess, like, you know, go, go places where people haven't succeeded before but you will succeed. Sure. What are the main drivers behind that? How are you going to do it? 
Yeah, no, that's that's a good point, mate. So, um, you know, like our you know our risk appetite has to be correct. Um, but you know, if you are comfortable with your skill set um, and your your view on on where value lies um, in a project, um, you know, you can do things differently, um, and you can justify a different risk approach. I suppose, um, you know, and particularly with with where we're starting, you know, um, we're not talking about a Jundee, um, not yet. Love to. Mm. Um, but you know, these are either, you know, potentially, um, you know, open pits that someone had looked at taking underground, but but couldn't quite get that right. Um, either didn't understand the geology or couldn't justify it for their model and things like that. You know, we have the confidence that, you know, with myself and the board that you know we have done it. We've we've got track records of large scale operations, smaller operations, um, keeping them safe and generating cash, basically. So, um, you know, applying quality mining and quality technical approach to things. Um, yeah, it, it all comes back to to the people involved, right? So, um, yeah, that that's our key. Yeah. Oh, mate, what a sell of the dream. Your <laughs> Oregon. I should have actually checked the share price before we um release this. This is like uh, the, the day I can drop an episode and affect a share price. I reckon <laughs> I've made it, mate. I reckon I've made it. I like that, mate. <laughs> no, no, hopefully today's the day, Maddie. Hopefully Straight on the watch the list. Um, individually, yourself. Sure. Yes. Considering you're probably a third of the way in your career in terms of duration and uh do you have a do you have a long-term goal with your mining career or is it now but does it all does it start becoming about the organizations instead of yourself where do you want to get to yeah no that that's a cracking question mate and i um you know again i, I come back to um i think it, it's scientific that once you once lads hit 25 you know their brain their common sense section and their you know, decision-making processes finally can't ironed out. Some, I would argue, that are still not there yet in the mid-30s, but um, some people I know pretty well. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I probably had that, you know, as I touched on before, you know, where can I add the most value? And, you know, it's not necessarily about the title, not really too phased about that, but, you know, logically and as as you progress through these titles and obviously a hell of a jump for me that i'm very grateful to be given the opportunity for right now um you know th the next stop is that you know i guess the ceo position and then you know um very interested in in the functions of a board and but you know always want to be close to the operating so that lends itself to that you know that managing director position and um you know i, I set myself um you know ceo at 45 when i was 25 um no great plan or logic of how i was going to get there just a desire to get in that position um with intent of okay it, literally things are going to stop with you and and you can put some of your ideas you know that have evolved over the last 10 years obviously for sure but and will continue over the next 10 um but you know you know who who how that sits you know and what company looks like that that you're in charge of you know i think that'll keep evolving for me but um that that remains my goal maddie so um you know if it's earlier great you know like i said big jump now and, and brought things ahead a little bit and um i'll give everything i've got to make this one work um but yeah um in a nutshell mate you know um with the buck stopping with you overall and that is that ceo position that's um you know, in, in lights for me eventually. well geez if they don't find one at all next you might have to fucking take this one early hope so mate <laughs> there you hope go so, so maybe they're grooming you like we'll just give you six weeks at this and then you <laughs> we'll just jump you up mate <laughs> so um yeah yeah then then the fake it till you make it would definitely be, <laughs> be applying so yeah um, no mate bloody 
cracking yard. Oh, no, this, appreciate it, oh, mate. Thanks very much, bloody mate. brilliant. Th- th- thanks for bringing some um, professional credibility to the <laughs> podcast episodes, mate. I've got to keep the balance. Uh, Again, fake it, fake it till you can't, make it. So. Can't just um, keep putting Tucker out on the spectrum. <laughs> show there's a bit more. Um, there's the other side of mining as well. So, no, outstanding, yeah. mate. It's, um, Congrats uh, on everything, mate. Just funny, yeah. And, and look, as I said, but it's unreal. It's your third of the way in. It's me all... Um, Look forward to doing another interview at bloody the halfway mark. Appreciate it, Maddie. No, great yeah, podcast, this mate. O- this would have flopped over by then, so we'll see how it goes. Not at all, mate. Not at all. <laughs> this has longevity written all over it. So, um, honoured to be a part of it, mate. Nah, and, thanks uh, yeah, I look much. forward to part B, mate, and hopefully we've got a bit more to talk about in this space. Oh, you've got to buy some fundraiser shirts too. Done. Almanacs. I don't know if you've oh, uh, you got any money at the moment. So, bloody- uh, yeah, Mate- um, you Just flick us five, aren't you? Ten shirts will do the job, mate. I'll let you go with that. Just for not a commission. A, not a problem, mate. I'll actually get the name uh, so I can get some Almanac shorts shirts as well, mate. So yeah, we'll there that we go. Oh, what do we? Jeez, what are we gonna go? Oh, M. What do you got? M. M. R. F. Oh no, we can't. F. M. R. Exists already. F- this is true. Foldsy, Maddie, and Roscoe. But that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to do a new GBF. So, yeah, yeah, um, style sorts. Uh, yeah, so bloody. Oh, I forgot. I'll, I'll put it. It would have been in the intro, but yeah, that'd be um. I've got a bloody, I've got to sell a heap of shirts to raise the tagged off awareness for the mining memorial website. So that's, uh, if, I can, if you if you got any, just hand them out to the bloody investors, mate. Awesome, mate. No, no, I read read a fair bit on that with you and it's a hell of an idea, mate. It'll be, it should be it's good excellent. once it gets going. So yeah, sure. here you go, a bit of self-promotion. Better, better talk about, about yourself mate. at some point. <laughs> right. you, haven't, you haven't spoken about your jumbo operating skills, so. <laughs> you got two minutes? Yeah. Or? <laughs> <laughs> we could actually we could probably message a couple of those people that you uh well I was, I was just uh, i was hoping you didn't um i was thinking if i brought these five these questions at you i'm like he better not have any that are come and someone's messaged him to ask me so well, there, there is a particular s davies that uh may have gone and inspected oh. your last cut at Jumbe <laughs> and probably have something to talk was about it a fly next week day one yeah yeah may have been the decline maddie so <laughs> she'd be right i'll hit the stop button now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good call. timing right. is everything buddy. <laughs> right thanks brother awesome mate cheers <laughs>